You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome everyone to a long-awaited your dose of death podcast episode i know as always i'm lauren and of course joining me is mike i know the ragtag duo is back it's been a while it's been completely my fault but don't don't blame yourself it's both of our faults we're back it's both of our faults but anyways we are back it's been good to have a refresh sometimes oh Uh, it is it really is and we really we've been uh we've been out there um in the field, you know, going to all the shows. I went to four like shows. I've been to, I went to four shows in a single month, and I don't know how I will ever do that again. What's this, uh, July? I feel like I've been to so many in the last, like, 30 days. I mean, you're kind of a official, officially official person, but, you know, that's that's no, for I a just, later day. Yeah, trying to put in my time with uh, with people and uh, help out. So I went to, uh, we, we had TOS. Yeah, I I literally had a week that was for my birthday. Then I had ICW in Chicago, which literally consisted of me. If you probably saw, I drove Abdullah Kobayashi around, which was the most fun I've ever had because watching that man, his face light up to deep dish pizza is like one of the greatest things you'll ever see in life. They Um, love American food. Dude, Kobayashi, I just got to say before we get into things, his he had to get a promo in, and me and Danny were saying they were like, that Kobayashi got to get a promo in every single match he's in, yeah. <laughs> and he and then the deep then he starts talking about deep dish pizza, and we're bouncing out laughing. The entire crowd is just absolutely losing their minds to mm-hmm. Abdullah Kobayashi, so that was really fun, but also. Um, then I also had GCW literally the next week, and then I had Circle Six the day after GCW. I was all over the damn place. Speaking of Japanese people and food, I took Utami Haishita to a huge Japanese market. I, I drove her on Sunday to JCW. We went to okay. a Japanese market, um, and I didn't know the whole trip. She, I was like trying to help her with English stuff. I went in there, I was absolutely lost. And then she was just like <laughs> picking stuff up and I was like, just pointing like, what, what do I get? And uh, oh I had like a my. red, she recommended a red bean um, pastry. It was like red bean huh. cake. And it was really good. It was like unexpected, but it was huh. fire. But uh, okay. Yeah, we both had a, a pretty um, month. I, I was at uh, Backyard Wrestling. Yeah, Backyard looked a lot, ton of fun this year. year. Um, Connecticut GCW. Harford showing out. They showed yes. out. I, I almost almost decided to live there for four years. And, and eh, let's not have it too many insults to the city of Hartford. They did give I us the heart. Like people that live the, there know that. And you can't the, the heart, the, about that. They that's did give us. Opinion. They did give us the Hartford Whalers. Okay, the Hartford Whalers are a national treasure that needs to come back. Okay, Alec Price came out in a Hartford Whalers. That was that was crazy. the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm yeah, just going to say cool. that it was very cool. Um, 
but yeah, no, we're back. I mean, literally, I mean, we're, I mean, I did do a little thing of after TOS kind of of my travels and all that, um, which literally consisted of me waking up at four in the morning, the, the Monday after COS to drive back to Philly. <laughs> um, sorry, not sorry that I literally drove in the midnight <laughs> moon. I'm not go going back. to it anymore. To Just where? letting everybody know. I'm not going to Philadelphia anymore. I'm tired of it. Why? I'm not going there, man. Uh, we're just insulting. Uh, this is the city insults episode. Yeah, I'm insulting really. everybody today. Yeah, jeez, um, yeah, too far. Eh, I like Philly. It's it's treating me very well. Um, but then I mean, I literally had a week in between, which was my birthday. Then it literally, as I said, literally was helping out with NHB and Ruthless Pro. Shout out to our good friends at Ruthless Pro. Chris and those guys, I, I cannot stress enough how great of a crew they have. They have a very tight-knit crew. They have Mike Burns, which, by the way, was wearing a Kings Road wrestling hat that entire weekend. Mike yeah. Burns is literally the freaking man. Um, Bobo's on it, too. Bobo's right? my dude. I love Bobo. Dude, he got me a birthday present. Dude, Bobo's um, the man. What did he get you? Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's a not safe for work item. That's all we can say. Uh, but it, like, I didn't even. He just came with it. I was like, "Thank you, man." Like, that was um, who else? RPW was great. They wished me a happy birthday. Yeah, um, Chris, Chris is Mullenberg is a nice guy. I, I really like I wrote. Um, and there is some news later on about King of the Kill because um, a certain podcast, wink, wink, is helping sponsor that show. Um, we can't confirm though who we are sponsoring. That that's only between me and Mike, but we are gonna be a part of King of the Kill tournament. Um, so but that crew um also um thank you to everyone who listened to the RPW pre-show that I did on Instagram. That took a lot for me to do. That's the first time I've ever done it. And it was really tough. It was really tough because I was running late, but Peapod, who's one of the commentators them was like the most welcoming most easy working guy i've ever worked with he was very easy to work with made everything so simple and that pre-show went off really well because we were literally announcing almost a brand new lineup slash some changes to the card since uh there were some injuries um but everyone there injured as well really an absolute sweetheart love injured um I can't say enough about the RPW people. And that was a fun show. That was, that might've been, uh, that that's up there. That are the Saturday slate for NHB. We're like, that's like one and two for the best shows of that weekend. Um, RPW though, they, they killed it. That, that four way. I don't know if you saw that four way with Atticus, Tommy, Kobayashi and Murdoch. That was, that was balls to the wall fun. And also, if you didn't notice, I literally almost hurt my toe when Tommy Vendetta threw that freaking TV at Kobayashi. Like, that TV spot literally almost could have sent me to the hospital. So, thanks for not hurting me too much, guys. Um, What else? I mean, and then, of course, GCW, when they came back to the legendary Talia Hall, another great show there. And Circle Six, which made its debut in Chicago at... Reggie's. Do you know the significance of Reggie's, Mike? Gigi Allen. Marcus Crane used uh, to work at Reggie's. And oh, that was the bar he worked at. Yep. 
That was the bar, Reggie's. Once, and he said, "I'm going to work at the bar." Reggie's. He's like, "Everything's good with me tonight." Reggie's. The that is the Rock Club is like that's been there for a long, long time. Like, it's it's been around longer than I've existed. That's how long Reggie's been around the city. That's like South Loop staple. Um, it was pretty cool to. It was, it was pretty cool to finally go in there for the first time. Also, do you, do you love the Bev? The Bev? Robert, Robert, love Bev? I love the Bev. Robert Beveridge, of course. <laughs> I'm going to the uh, show. Um, the other thing is where the sound booth was for, for where they did the show, they actually had pigeon spikes like on them. And so a couple guys during the show, so like I think Hoodfoot, Remington, Cass, and Nate, they took some of their tape and they hung it as a memorial for Marcus on the pigeon spikes. I have a photo of that. It was really, really awesome to see. And yeah, Robert Beveridge. We love the Bev. We love Bev. I like the Bev. He, he had he had probably one of my favorite matches I've seen in person. That was dope, dude. He went hard. Him and Oren was... <laughs> when... I was told the main event of that show. I kind of gave that wide eye look of like, you just got this venue. Please tell me you're not going to lose it within the span of a night. Because okay. Reggie's, this is the, uh, this is the other reason they ran there. Marcus used to run wrestling shows as well. He ran Viva La Lucha at Reggie's. Really? They, they only did like maybe like one or two death matches. One of which was a Malort death match. Oh, I gotta try that. Apparently, uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm and, NGI yeah. weekend. If it's in Chicago, I'll make sure that you have some. Yeah, money. imagine me going to Chicago. Yes, Mike. Um, I would go for Utami or Kasai. Not even NGI, you goof! Come on, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, not usually my favorite tournament i i i i think for me it's more special because it's in chicago but i can see for other people it's like um but it was crazy it was like oh ultraviolet underground or underground or whatever or battleground as they called it and i'm like okay cool but like the rest of the show was wild one of the wildest shows i've ever been to there was maybe only 60 70 of us in the building it was very intimate. Like it's, it was like their smallest. They have like three stages, and like this was like their smallest one. And they somehow fit a wrestling ring. The entrance ramp was pretty much like the stage that would connect to the ring, yeah. and um, yeah. it was very interesting. Very interesting experience. Which what? is my favorite. I love when they do that spot, but they did it. Oh my! Yeah. That that was probably the most well done executed spot I've ever seen. Yeah, they had a. a they had that. Man. They had the ring mat that they took down. Like it was like a crash patch. It, looked, it, looked it was very. Um, but I found out from Circle Six, the people that I talked to, the reason they do the no rings, and it was very interesting why they do the no rings. I don't know if you heard this, but they do yeah. the no rings so they can distract people from with the no ring. So they can have a cleaner setup going into more death matches. 
So like as I noticed as I was watching Casanova versus Nate Webb. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't watch it. The whole, the, so well, it, it's not out yet. I don't even think so. so. It was a no. They had no ring. So matches. they they had just one no ring. Casanova Valentine's been doing like that. just they've been doing like one no ring match with Casanova every show. I guess that that would make a lot of sense. But not trapped in the ring. Yeah, like so, like everyone's watching the no ring, and it helps the crew seamlessly yeah. transition, get ready. And I was like. That's a, actually a very nice idea yeah, when you idea think about it. It is not at all. And it, it makes sure that the cleanup is not as heavy. And it just they can just sweep oh and do whatever, and it just goes right in. Want to hear about the craziest cleanup story? Oh, boy. I, I grabbed a broom after seven effing years, a 700 light tube death match. I was like, I'll help out. Like, this looks like it's so much. That- like, they're going to be here for hours. <laughs> I swept for an hour, and, like, I, afterwards, I was like, I don't think I put any headway. There's so much glass everywhere. Dude, my mouth, was like, <laughs> my mouth, like my eyes were burning. Oh man, it was nuts, dude. That match was one of the. Uh, I don't know. I I, 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 was, I was able there. to watch a bit of it, and I man, five match I've ever. That was fucking crazy, dude. It was insane. Like just Justin seeing it on dude. TV. Oh. Ah, uh, Justin. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm gonna call him out, Cooper. Cooper didn't do it either. They're like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. It's kind of far. And then I don't think they were expecting it to go that hard. And afterwards, no one like, did. Yeah. No one did. But that was Pete, as I said, and as you guys, and that's the other thing that I haven't been able to kind of be on here and officially announce is the three official Year Dose of Death podcast athletes. Of course, one of them being the man in question, Neil Diamond Cutter, who is. I guess it's like a subsidiary brand about it, right? it is it is i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of like you have your king's road athletes i have my athletes like we both two different cuts of the grain of sort um, yeah you gotta get updated merch yeah i that, that's i will say if anyone wants to work on some maybe some new updated merch feel stencil, free to dude. slide i need a stencil <laughs> but um on to someone's fights if anyone has a stencil they know how to do that let me know yeah let us both know please um but neil being athlete number one as i've been really happy to work with him since literally i've worked with him since april to make sure all these international dates go well mexico japan australia he's doing it all canada which if you like the manager well I, i'm not like on screen that's the thing. Like I'm just I'm yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm like the invisible hand. I'm like the Don Callis. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to shout out because I was told this from Neil was someone apparently at the Death Proof tournament bought the sh- the podcast shirt that he wore for that show. Yeah. And he messaged me middle of the show. He's like, Hey, can I sell this? I'm like, it's your money, like you sell it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. shout out to the kid whoever bought his shirt i appreciate you and i hope you're enjoying that i hope you frame it i hope you're doing something with it so i from the bottom of my heart thank you that's so cool and also neil wore another shirt that i sent him that was for um the mouse the him and mouse match he wore that shirt as well and he's like yeah i bleed through the shirts too much and i'm like yeah that's the point i printed like one of the um shark white version of a king's road shark logo. oh yeah printed one and murdoch wore it once bled all over it and some dude bought it like on that night i've never i haven't been able to to print another one I like th- recently oh. 
Um, The other thing we want, I want to talk about was also Matt Tremont since he was the other person at 702 main event. Um, I know also like he's been dealing with injuries and stuff, but I mean, he's back, but um, I know you did a great thing as well for Matt. The Matt Tremont is my still up. Like I'm probably gonna leave it up for like a few more days. And um, shout out to Reed Walker for the design, by the way, on that. That was really awesome to see one of his students. Dude, that was that was um, a design that they've had for a while that um, they just, you know, haven't had like a, haven't figured out a platform to print it. So I was like, let's just do it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's cool. Grasso wore it at Backyard. Yes, that was great. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be up for like a few more days. Like I just want to okay. try to some some more out of that for matt so if anybody wants that it's still there yeah and um i know he shout out to him he made his way to indiana indianapolis for the asylum wrestling tournament this last week and him and shondo and alex stretch was even in it so shout out to okay, all three of those great. um shout out to the bocce boys shout out to the bocce everything with matt uh and you know we talked about um kings jordan bocce boys maybe working on a, a Tremont shirt um, that put it, putting a lot of effort into like a, an amazing design. That's like super unique. So um, that's what we're trying to do when, you know, everything calms down a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other, I know me and hammer have talked about working together too. So just got to figure out the time and the day on that too. But I definitely, I've, I've expressed verbal interest to hammer about working with the botches at one point. So who knows? Maybe your dose of death podcast and the botches will make it happen. We just got to figure out the yeah. time and place. Um, I want to shout the botches too. And th- what this one means a lot to me was when they did their autism awareness month shirts. That was great. That, yeah. that meant the freaking world to me as someone who has a twin brother on the autistic spectrum. I almost shed a tear and I'm trying not to shed some tears here because it just, when I see things that mean a lot to me happening like that it means the absolute world you should tell them that maybe they'll, they'll give you one yeah no I, I i gotta i gotta talk to hammer about that i know i've i've asked hammer for like five different things including the spo armband for sure for the last like year and I saw <laughs> <laughs> we both are we're both on the list of Dude, it's like a running were... joke now. I just go. I don't think I'm gonna get one. Uh, I bought uh, a Clancy shirt though, so maybe Clancy's I'll, I'll the that. man. Thank, thank you to Clancy for that photo of Kasai. Like he took a photo of me and Kasai as well. I really okay. appreciate it. I love Clancy. I really got to know him better during TOS. What an awesome dude that is. All the I walked are great. into a TOS with a on F unbelievable shirt, and people were like, "Oh, I love your account." And I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man." <laughs> no are you serious i I remember you wearing that i didn't realize you were thinking that you were unaffable that's hilarious oh my god shout out to odom mike's one of our dudes i love mike love mike odom yeah Yeah, it's funny that you're both mike that's hilarious and that's what jimmy from the bocce boys like oh it's gonna be hilarious if he has a shirt people think he's like another great dude yeah, I was going to say, we never got to do that air hockey feud, too. For shame. I'm still calling you out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Eventually, we'll do it. Um, And then, of course, um, along with Neil, I wanted to announce, as well, the other two official Your Dose of Death podcast athletes that I'm so, so excited to have on. I could not have picked two other great people. I mean, literally... 
One of them literally is taking MLW by freaking storm in the form of Akira. He is a two belt champ in the form of the tag champ as well as the middleweight champ. I'm I am over the moon about Akira. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Years a few years ago, literally around this time, he had gotten viral for that freaking roof bump in Atlantic City, like immortalized. Like that, that's that's like one of the greatest bumps. Oh, spots ever. yeah, the the yeah. the hotel Reed. spot, him yeah. and Reed, that was immortalized. Like he, literally, the guy was on Barcelona Sports, and I I made a joke with him. I'm like, you should have really gone to Bill's Mafia, and they should have had you as like an honorary member. Um, but now he is literally taking over the world, and it's such an honor to have him as a Year Dose of Death podcast athlete. He'll be getting some merch from me very soon. And the other one who literally has been on the show before, literally one of my favorite people in the world. We have a mutual agreement where if I see him at a show, he brings me some good old Rheingeist Brewery beer and literally bought me enough to last me several months. Um, My guy, Remington Roar, I literally am absolutely ecstatic to have him on. Like another guy who many of you are starting to kind of get to know him better, but I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years. And someone who really, really, really has pushed the envelope. And I see bigger and better things coming from him in the future. And I want to be a big part of that. And he'll be getting merch from me very soon. So, um, and just saying with Akira and Remington, they have something really big coming up that I, we, we cannot discuss on air. But just know that it's going to be a huge career builder for them. So those are the three official... Podcast athletes. Um, you can neither confirm nor deny those things. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something that I want to do for a while. I know Mike has his Kings Road athletes and he's been doing a really spectacular job with that. I just was something that I was like, I want to lend my helping hand as much as I can. And I'm always starting with three since everyone keeps asking me if I'm going to add more. I, I, I want to see how I handle three. Maybe, yeah. maybe I add one more by the end of the year. But I think three is a good number right now. So sure. we'll see. I mean, there are some candidates for a fourth. And I'm not saying that fourth's out of the question, but there are some candidates that I would very much apply be now. By. So um, yeah, apply now. If you want to apply, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Um, it's really awesome, but it's really cool. Um, just it's just it's just fun to like me and Mike take a good appreciation for helping the indies out as much as we can, and I think like me, I mean, as you guys know, we're both a part of the Kings Road LLC. Like that's that's kind of out there in the open. We're two of the four. Shout out to our other brother and Justin and Jared. Hope they're both doing well. Um, but like, oh yeah, I'm Party Marty. The, the the he has been officially promoted from intern to a correspondent. I I I approve that. Marty bought me a beer this weekend. He bought. Damn! Look at look. He's helping the boss out. Look at that. Um, but it's um really it's, it, we love helping the wrestling landscape out as much as we can. I mean, Mike's been doing with clips for the last like what is it now been three years that you've yeah. been doing Kings Road. I mean, it's yeah. it's been yeah. a while. And um, I'm doing it with, with my own way with this podcast and with stuff. So speaking of the podcast, I wanted to give you guys the news. I put out a tweet 
a, so by the time this comes out, it'll have been a day since this tweet went out. I put out a tweet of advertising a a big some big news, a partnership of sorts. And as I put it, it it's it, this is intended to shock the system. I, if you're listening to this, and if you think you can answer this, I want you to answer it honestly. When have you heard the last time a deathmatch content related platform has worked with one of the biggest wrestling podcasts in the country right now? I can I can promise you that's very rare. Yeah, I can't think. And I am really proud to announce that starting with this episode, hopefully, if not the next, I have signed a ad for an ad deal with Nick Hausman, one of my dear friends. Literally, I've known him since 2019. Nick Hausman, you may know him as one of the biggest wrestling journalists in the industry, as well as House of Wrestling podcast that has AEW superstars, that has WWE superstars, that has wrestling personalities from all over. You will be hearing your Dose of Death podcast ads on House of Wrestling, which, by the way, if you know the schedule, they almost run every single day. They, they the, the schedule that Nick puts out is incredible. With that being said, you'll be hearing House of Wrestling podcast ads on this very podcast. So, guys, I am so honored to be working with literally one of my dear friends, one of Marcus Crane's best friends, rest in peace, in Nick House. And we, the minute that I got the news, I've had this on the shelf for actually the last month. And I am so excited that I finally get to announce it today to be working with Nick Hausman, who literally, he's been in wrestling journalism since the CM Punk news about the lawsuit happened. That's how long he's been in the business. And like his credibility, his history, he is, if you haven't listened to House of Wrestling, it's fantastic. He does a great, he's a great interviewer, one of the best I know. Um, He does it all. So we are so honored to be working with him. And don't worry, we will be having Nick Hasman on this very podcast. We might do a little, like, me. we might go on there, and he might come on here. We'll see, though. But we are so excited that I have signed the dotted line to get those ads running. Our ad might be a little cheesy, just saying. I don't care. But I, we're going to be getting a lot more of an audience starting very soon with this whole merger I mean, this is the first of its kind. You may never see this again. I don't know. Or this may open the door for others. I don't know. But this is such a huge deal. I mean, it's it's bringing wrestling all together. That's what we want to do. And we, we want to bring Deathmatch Wrestling a brighter light. And thank you, Nick Hausman, from the bottom of my heart for helping us make that happen. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty dope. I feel like... Uh something that's needed to happen for a while. Yeah, I mean, considering how John Moxley has been trying to Everyone likes to make fun of it on the internet, but I feel like everyone actually deep down likes Deathmatch. They think it's fun. So I just feel like people got to see it, you know? Yeah, and I mean, again, if you find a way to hear our podcast and and you get to get into Deathmatch Wrestling, thank you. I mean, there are other ones as well. Like, they're... 
I feel like there's been more deathmatch podcasts recently than ever. And I think that's a that's a precedent that we haven't seen in a while. I think it, it is showing that there's a growing interest in deathmatch wrestling. And whether that is through Kings Road, whether that is through GCW, whether that's through ICW or any other deathmatch related promotion that you watch, there's growth. There is growth. The Indies and it, have gotten bigger. And, and you can't have independent wrestling without deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, they they, they um, almost go one of the same. One hundred percent. And um, yeah, I was just saying before, John Moxley has kind of been waving that flag lately. I mean, freaking Al Esperado as well, June Kasai in a freaking New Japan ring. Utami and uh, the Stardom uh, roster were uh, went to watch that. They did. Yeah, they were. Uh, she told me that um, she really liked that match. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, like a favorite from New Japan." She was like, oh, "Tanahashi." And Tana. I was like, oh, well, "Mine's Honma." Honma <laughs> legend. <laughs> Have you ever heard Honma talk? Yeah, he. He's got that, that real growling voice. He's a legend. <laughs> No, I love I love listening to him in the Kasai documentary when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's just I was like so like blown away at his voice. I was like, oh man. What yeah, Homer like a beast. And people don't realize that because he's like kind of a he's kind of just a mid-tier level jobber kind of thing now. The older dude on New on New Japan. Um but if you go back and watch his like BJW days and I mean Disregard the mustard incident. I'm just going to say that. Disregard the mustard incident. That's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> that mustard incident. Yeah, that match uh, is nuts. But, like, I mean, he was a beast. Like, him and Zandig, him and um, there are other, a few other guys that he had great matches with in BJW. Mitsu, uh, Mitsunaga. Mitsu, Matsunaga, yeah. Mitsuhiro Matsunaga. That's a name. Mr. Danger, <laughs> baby. Yeah. So um, that that's on the bucket list one day is to try one of his steaks. Yeah. Um, one of the first guys to do light tubes um in the US, which is not not in the US in the world. The world, um, yeah. Yeah, but he's great. Uh yeah, Desperado is uh making his I don't know if you saw this uh, He's going to Freedoms, I saw it. So that's 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 really, really cool. Everyone's like online, like uh I saw some comments of like oh why 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 is he doing this? Uh, he's gonna like ruin his body like for New Japan, but it's like, dude, he he's asking to do this. It's not like they're making it do. No, like, I think people need to realize it's not a matter of why with some of these guys. It's the it's it's the want instead or of also it's like people are like oh it's like it's not worth it because you're gonna destroy your body. If you're a pro wrestler, like you're already you're, destroying your body. Yeah, like you're. It's not, MJF you're literally not, mentioned that on national television once. Has everyone forgot about that? You're not like just knock And MJF, he's seen his fair share of death matches when he wore CZW. He saw his like he knows. Like Dude, yeah, like, uh, your your body's just gonna be broken down when you get older. So I mean, it happens to everybody, no wrestler yeah, or not. I mean, so I don't get the whole argument. I feel like people think no, like you can come out of I saw that the I don't know if you saw this the whole like with Moxley there was like the how it started versus how it's going. Oh, yeah, I commented on it. I commented on a bunch of them. I was like, "You guys like, can you just leave him alone with this? Like, yeah. it's like 
was his dream to he, fight Kasai. Like I don't think people, I don't it, think people realize what who he was facing or what, anything about the context of that. Um, I'm gonna kind of give context now because there's a thing in Matsu's promo that is super super important in this entire context is when he mentioned fighting Jun Kasai. He said he felt closer to his passed away friend Danny Havoc and it really for those of us who have followed the deathmatch genre for years I mean Danny Havoc's footprint on deathmatch wrestling is one of the biggest that I know of and the the thing is is that like it it really was sentimental to Moxie to fight Kasai in that sense because he felt closer to Danny Havoc. Like it was really almost the bridge. That guy probably reconnect- wanted to fight him his whole life. His entire life. Like, I mean, yeah. people don't realize that June Kasai is one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time to do this. Well, I don't even think they realize that someone's been doing it that long. The, no, and like that's the and that's another thing I want to bring up. There's a lot of new deathmatch fans. There are a lot newer fans. They're annoying. I'm trying to be nice when I say this, but Uh, yeah, but it needs to be said. Like it needs to be said. Like there's a way to be a new fan. I was a new fan relatively. There's a way to do it respectfully. There is. I agree. But here's what I also say, because there's a lot. Like I went on Sierra's. If you know Sierra, he's kind of like a bigger like New Japan slash like. Japanese wrestling like content creator. He's from England. And he we did a thing, it was um noob Japan, like N-O-O-B Japan. If you yeah. want to go check it out, I did I did an episode on Kasai. And what was surprising to him was a lot of what he did in America. There wasn't as much they did in the States. And I was like, that's because John Zandig was so big in Kasai's development. A lot of these American deathmatch wrestlers look up to Kasai because Kasai's DNA is almost virtually imprinted in the United States, if you really think about it. I mean, those Masters of Pain tournaments, the match, the unf unbelievable, one of the most iconic yeah, deathmatch spots yeah. ever, where Tommy yeah. Dreamer said, holy shit, to a crowd of fans, and he's an ECW guy saying this. That's how much of an imprint Kasai made. So before you have the criticism for Kasai and Moxley, understand Jun Kasai literally gave everything to Deathmatch Wrestling, and Deathmatch Wrestling is giving him his flowers. in Japan as like incredibly. That's I don't get it. People are like, oh, these people are fucking like losers. Like, dude, no, that no, like he's very respected by. Yeah, like everybody, Shit. Dave Meltzer's commenting on Jun Kasai. Yeah, he might not be the most well known. Like, he's not like Chono or fucking, no. uh, um, you know, uh, or the Four you know, Pillars, Four Pillars of Heaven. But uh, he's pretty, he's pretty respected. He's pretty respected, even non fans. So, I, I also give him a chance um, and, and watch one of his matches because no. the dude can well, really, really technically wrestle. I'm gonna say one match to watch and. W- by the way, just kind of a hint, hint, me and Mike are potentially considering a little little Patreon tidbit where me and Mike like go over some matches and we'll kind of give you insight here and there. So be on the lookout for that on the count on Patreon. 
only on the count Patreon, just saying a little reward for my for our patrons. Um, watch Kasai Desperado. Watch Kasai El Desperado because that literally planted the seeds for El Desperado's run he's on now. Watch I was at a Kasai, uh, Masada. That was good too. Two thousand ten. That was very good. Yeah, I watched it the other. I watched it the other day, and then I I found some um, video clips of fan cam from it, and you can hear in the video when the, yeah. they set some part of the ring on fire, you can hear people in the crowd going, "Lauderdale, get out of the way!" <laughs> um, it's a throwback, dude. Yeah. Um, no, but I the reason I mentioned Kasai Desperado because Desperado mentioned how much like Kasai inspired him, like. I mean, you're New Japan stars praising Shunkasai. Like, I mean, his impact is so global. It, it is reached. I mean, ask like the UK, ask Australia, ask any of these major hotbeds for deathmatch. And they'll tell you they want to fight Shunkasai. There's a long line. There's not many that are going to be able to do it. Yeah, but, super selective. But it's, I mean, our he's. Buddy is, uh, our buddy, the Honey Badger, is trying to fight him. Yeah, man. Um, I think that would go over. I think that it would. would it would. Yeah. And I mean, Neil is going to be in Japan. He's, which, by the way, if you're curious where he is going to be in Japan, Sakuda is going to be getting on the Deathmatch Innovative Element show. And oh, yeah. those they, two are, those two are going to have a rematch at Deathmatch Innovative Element. I hope that, um, I hope that he can, uh, secure another, another booking out there while he's yeah. Um, he wants to, that's what he told me, but it's going to be really cool. I mean, but yeah, really, Kasai people, I mean, his inspiration, his reach, everything that Jun Kasai does is glow. I mean, we could literally do an entire episode on Jun Kasai if we really wanted to. I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe, there's like hours and hours of stuff hours, hours. Too. It's not like this is like shit, guys, like it's good stuff. No, um, it, what, it was really funny when I did that thing with Sierra and how much like people were like people tweet at me they're like oh thank you for giving me the kasai and then like this one woman like posted her reactions up from some of the kasai matches she was watching in like pure fear and i'm like this is kasai in a nutshell like go watch the vice the wrestler sing on him too that is a fantastic tidbit i love the part where he's like yeah i do this because i don't want my parents to come watch my show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't care if my mom comes to the shows. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. So Yeah, he did um, it with the crowd. Yeah. Awesome. It's just it's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, but Moxie's been waiting with a deathmatch flag. I mean, deathmatch wrestling is here to stay. That's one thing I want to put out there. Like it's cool. It's, cool. it's it's the it's the to me, it's the most realistic art form of wrestling. The guys who do it are some of the nicest and like they understand the community really appreciates them. They reciprocate it back, which you're not going to get that. No, you're not. Every, not, not everywhere. Maybe well, I remember a better example, uh, a really good quote from somebody um, was a G Raver before everything happened. Um, oh, he was on the hard way documentary. Yes. I remember about, that fan base um and it was really good he was like oh there's nothing else like it like there's you know there's not thousands and thousands of them across the u.s but the ones that are there are like the most loyal people ever um and they'll do anything for you and it's like that's so true it is i mean very unique it is a unique base i think 
like it was funny someone i actually got a tweet not too long ago and it was actually our good friends at okada shorts podcast which thank you good friends of the show as well as fellow count out network colleagues they were they tweeted like oh yeah like your dose of death podcast would be a great way to start and i said absolutely and um funny enough we got mentioned along with our good friend tamaya greenley as well who which by the way i want to congratulate her she just got a gig with wrestling i know she is potentially moving to japan as well i'm super ecstatic for her yeah she potentially has she has some teach potential teaching opportunities that have come her way potentially in japan yeah stephen a right there (laughs) yeah i know um (laughs) But no, she wants like her dream is to go to Japan. Like, and funny enough, after we, I said, like, yeah, like Tamaya is a fantastic source. She, she was, I think this past week, she had celebrated her like one year of getting into deathmatch, like going to her first live deathmatch shows and all that and taking photos of them. And it was so cool to see that come full circle for her. Like, again, whether you found out about us through the social medias, whether you found out about us through word of mouth, whether you have talked to me, either me or Servino at shows, um, whether you've come up to us and approached us and said, thank you for what you do. It means the world to both of us. And I know, again, we both apologize for this the little month long hiatus. Um, we both were busy. I literally, I, as I told you, on social media, June burnt me to a crisp. It burnt me to a crisp. I needed a little time away. It wasn't the best timing, but it happened. And Mike was as well going through stuff. We're both very happy to be back, though. The dynamic duo, as we like to call ourselves, is back. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be giving you the best we got. I can promise you that. We have some interviews lined up. We have some big stuff. I'm I'm really hoping that we can get this match review thing like jump started soon. Me and him gotta talk through that and see what, how we feel about that. Um, um, with how we set up, we might have to just like I might might just have to like watch it on like YouTube over this. I don't know. Um, either way, a lot's coming up. Um, the future is bright. I mean. It doesn't it doesn't get any better than this, I can promise you. So um thank you guys for listening to this. I know we were just we we're kind of chitter chatting. It's it's not like a real ca- genuine catch-up for both of us. Because we yeah, really sure. we really haven't talked like this much in a month. Yeah, so. I just had a kind of um I guess like a career change and I've been exhausted. Um a temporary career change, but um career change nonetheless. Like, I've been falling asleep like super early. <laughs> like it's just it's it's like oh I'm, I'm so fried so yeah thank you for bearing yeah i mean we both appreciate so it to, uh, kind of take a lot out of you yeah i'll say we'll say this as well wrestling we love this we love deathmatch wrestling but man the the hours you put in do not know no bounds i'm gonna say that because me and Mike both know very well. I mean, you may have seen Mike literally ringside filming. You saw him fil- film ringside for freaking TOS. That that took a lot of work to make sure that happened. Oh, dude, like people don't so to get like a peel back the fourth wall. I'm like bit. the low man on the totem pole <laughs> with the film crew and the photographers. It was Grasso. 
and uh, Earl Gardner and Drew Chaos and Red God. Drew. That that, doing it for years. And I was gonna say, that, talk about talk about a freaking like like a gauntlet of like amazing photographers all yeah. in one room. Hundred percent. So I'm the low man on the temple. I just got like permission to do this for some of the shows. I don't want to block anyone. I don't want to get in anybody's way because I don't want to, you know, like uh, step on anybody's toes. So I'm like, mm. the, the way I could do that is to get as low as I can and, and kind of yep. squat down. And dude, squatting for like six oh. hours, like, um, like I can't, I can. That's your workout. Running. That's your workout, brother. It's uh, dude, like my legs are on fire. Right um, now. I, just, I don't want to. Oh, speaking of people that are filming and stuff, we. I have to mention this because I know when I did my TOS trial episode, I said something was in the works, but unfortunately kind of just fell through. Um, Want to give a big shout out to the A24 camera crew that was in Jersey. Um, it's not yet like official or in written in, but they are planning like a film on deathmatch wrestling, I believe. Is this the Australian guy? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, they're doing the. Dude, they so came they came to HO as well because I because a bunch of us because me and you both told them about it. We and, did. Uh, We're not gonna take credit for that. I mean, no, and I want to shout. I kind of talked to Dan, who's kind of like the producer of the whole thing. Very nice guy, and both Michael and Danny. Which uh, shout out to them. Literally, it's really cool that they are so en- enveloped in deathmatch wrestling now. I actually texted Dan like here and there, like, "Hey, if you want a deathmatch show here or there." I was like, you it. guys went to TOS. You went to the creme de la creme. Like, yeah, they went to the creme de la creme, baby. You got to go to like the underground and see that aspect. Of it. You got to go to H two O. Yeah, and they did. They did. And yeah, they were there, dude. They the they, they look. They literally went to Alabama with Jimmy Lloyd too. From what I, heard. they gave me a, a mask because I was out there and I didn't have anything on my face, like my my. Gun. Yeah. They were they were worried about me. They're like, here, take this. I was like, oh, thank you guys. I so, um, which by the way, I kind of want to plug this real quick because Michael and Danny, as maybe many of you don't know, they are the YouTubers Raka Raka. They have their first ever feature like Phil coming out, I believe, this week. Like they have a horror movie coming out this week. Like it's their first one ever. So if you're gonna go see any horror movies, go see oh, talk to me. Camera. Yeah, no, they're a part of like it's their thing, but like the camera crew as well. Cameras they had at TOS. Those cameras, man, they they had um like Titanic, like um they had like they had like sandbags to like hold the cameras and stuff. It was huge, dude. They were not. You will never see people like these cameras at a indie show like this again. Movie cameras, so I can't imagine what they're gonna look like. It's gonna look incredible. They're gonna look incredible. Like this is like Peter Jackson levels of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, these were legitimate. Like, um, they're not messing around with these. But things. yeah, no, like, thank they you, Danny. Center, how cool! Is that? Yeah, yeah, they had him at a deathmatch Sherman. But um, yeah, shout out Danny and Michael for Racka, or better known as Racka Racka for doing this whole documentary thing. It's really cool. So I want to get that out of the way before we end it tonight. Some really unique clips too of like Matt, the whole aftermath of the. Yeah, Saturday. they did. I saw some of those. It looks yeah. incredible. They were out there with Matt when Matt uh, just got out of the ring, and he was like oh. dealing with his injuries. They were out there the whole time. Yeah, I saw. I saw like a photo. Someone took, a, or it was an Instagram story, and they like showed like the black the lights. Yeah, Matt, Matt was like, "Stay with me the whole time. I don't care what happens." So they got some <laughs> crazy stuff because uh, wow, you know, Matt went through a lot with that man. 
Man. Yeah, he did. He did. That's insane. Yeah, I was, I was Matt... walking down yeah. before the match, and I was saying, "This is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's <laughs> such a bad idea." Like it was just unbelievable. I, I, and um, this was the only time. Number one, that I was, I was very scared to film ringside. I, I really was. And number two, I felt like sick afterwards because I felt like I, I held so much of the dust. So we'll see um how that plays out. <laughs> well. Wow, that's a grim note to end on. No, I'm serious. Like I, I know, was like, I, I know, yeah. Like wear a mask if you're at these things. Yeah, if, if they're doing 700 tubes, which you'll probably never see again in your life. Never, probably. never again. That's it. Like, just if, if you're that close to several hundred tubes, just be a little bit more mindful of your. I was your not mindful because I was like, oh, maybe they'll have like 200. Like, no, uh, they really know. said 700. Uh, I, I didn't realize that. Like, uh, this was actually a thing. Yeah, well, it's okay. It's oh, all good. We're we're chilling over here. We've gone to I've gone I've we both inhaled our spooky dust. It's okay. Um I think that's a good place to head, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, wear a mask. Uh, you know. Wear a mask, be mindful, drink water, drink liquids, make sure you're make sure you eat before you come to these things. Trust me, people. Like for some reason, like I see a lot of people they're like, Oh, I'm so hungry at these shows. I'm like yeah, like, like be malnourished. Remember at TOS, I almost fainted. I yeah, to, like, yeah. Oh I, yeah, you, know, you need a freaking hot dog. Yeah, I had a hot dog off the floor, basically. <laughs> Guys, seriously, just stay hydrated, eat your nutrients, don't do anything stupid. I think that's a good place to, to top it off. But thank you for listening to this episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. For, for me and Mike and everyone else in between, thank you guys for listening. We hope to hear see you on the next one. This has been a Countout Podcast.